0: 1 Samuel 28.1 And it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for warfare to fight with Israel. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid and his heart greatly trembled. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Saul had cast the witchcraft people out of the land of Israel. But since Saul cannot find a word from the Lord, He turns to the witchcraft to try to hear from God and find out what to do in this battle against the Philistines. Verse 7 of 1 Samuel 28 Then said Saul unto his servants, Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, that I may go to her, and inquire of her. And his servant said unto him, Behold, there is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. And Saul disguised himself, and put on other raiment. And he went, and two men went with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, I pray thee divine unto me by the familiar spirit, and bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. And the person he wanted brought up was Samuel, who was dead. Samuel the prophet, bring him up from the dead, so I can seek counsel of Samuel, is what Saul is saying. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid. For what sawest thou? And the woman said unto Saul, I saw God's ascending out of the earth. And he said unto her, What form is he of? And she said, An old man cometh up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself to Samuel. And Samuel said to Saul, Why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up, basically from the dead? And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God is departed from me, and answereth me no more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore, I have called thee, that thou mayest make known to me what I shall do. Then said Samuel, Wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee, and is become thine enemy? And the Lord hath done to him as he spoke by me when when he was living. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand, and hath given it to thy neighbor, even to David, because thou obeyed not the voice of the Lord, nor executed his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with thee into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow, thou and thy sons shalt be with me. In other words, he's telling Saul, you and your sons will die tomorrow when the Philistines attack. The Lord shall also deliver the host of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Then Saul fell straight way all along on the earth and was sore afraid because of the words of Samuel First Samuel 31 verse 1 Now the Philistines fought against Israel and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and the Philistines followed hard upon Saul Upon his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan and two of Saul's other sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him, and he was sore wounded of the archers. Then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore, afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he fell likewise upon his sword and died with him. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day together. When they told David of the death of Saul and Jonathan and the two other sons and the army of Israel, David lamented the death of Saul. He didn't rejoice over the killing of Saul, he lamented. And David said in 2 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 19, The beauty of Israel is slain upon high places. How are the mighty fallen? Tell it not in gas. Publish it not in the streets of Ascalon. Lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph ye mountains of Gibeah let there be no dew neither let there be rain upon you nor fields of offerings for there the shield of the mighty is vilely cast away the shield of Saul as though he had not been anointed with oil it's a tragic thing When we see, ministers do corrupt things and fall before the public. I attended Word of Faith in 1977 through 82. From 82 on to 92, the pastor at Word of Faith, Robert Tilton, made some horrible decisions. They were exposed on national television on ABC news it's really terrible when the church is so bad that the world has to judge them this way we should be judging the church we the church should be judging the church the apostle paul told us in first corinthians 5 the following i have written unto you not to keep company If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one know not to eat. And he says, therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. We are to judge the church. We the church. We do not let wickedness reign inside the church in the form of what the pastor does. In this case, primarily ABC News was exposing Robert Tilton because on his television program, he was asking people to send him their prayer request. And he raised $80 million in one year that way. But what they were doing is they were sending the prayer request to Tilton at Farmer's Branch, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas. The mail was coming there and being forwarded without being opened to a bank in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the bank tellers opened the envelopes, deposited the money, and threw the prayer request in the garbage. For when people ask for prayer, they often put money in the envelope. This was all shown on ABC Prime Time Live, I think it's called. You can read about it on Wikipedia if you care to do so. This is a terrible thing to do for a minister to do this. But it's even worse for extortion like this to take place in the church without putting the minister out of the congregation. And many ministers today extort money from their congregation. Extortion is to present a threat to them. And often they use the scriptures to threaten the congregation and say, if you fail to give money to me, God will not bless you. And that is extortion. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11, But now I have written unto you not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner, with such a one known not to eat. Verse 13, therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. And there are many ministers today who are committing fornication. Jimmy Swaggert was one of the ones that did this and was caught, and he made it public twice And finally, the Assembly of God Church defrocked Swaggart. But it didn't faze him. He just went right on with his television program. He was caught with a prostitute two times. That's fornication. Or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer. I have seen big-time television ministers who have a fierce spirit And one in particular, who is a railer, railing out in threats against other ministers. Paul says, when you see that, don't keep company with them. Don't go to their church. Don't listen to them. You can't do that. You can't be around them, put them away from among you. They should be put out of the church, but very often we individuals do not have the power to put them out of the church, but we can depart from them. And when the godly departs from them, I believe they are turned over Satan. And Paul says, concerning a fornicator in the church, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Paul says, Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that she may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover Is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast not with the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Many ministers do not have the Holy Spirit. They put themselves into the ministry by going to Bible schools or seminaries. And they do not have the Holy Spirit. And they preach by another spirit, though they use the name of Jesus. But you see a fierceness in them. You see extortion in them. You see a deadness in some. You can't eat the Word of God with these people. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.